Hi, my name is Howard Eisenstadt. I'm an associate professor of Middle Eastern history at St. Lawrence University. And today I am talking to Merve Tahirolu, who is the uh, Turkey program coordinator at the Project on Middle East Democracy. And um, I'm really glad that we're, we're having the opportunity to talk to Merve because President Erdogan of, of Turkey gave a speech yesterday about you know sort of plans for for human rights reform in Turkey. It was clearly meant to be a major speech, got a lot of attention in both the local press and in the international press. And you're somebody who follows Turkish human rights full time. I wanted to to hear your take. Yeah, well, he <laughs> it was a very strange speech um, for those of us who have been following uh, Turkey for a while now because uh, he Ard President Erdogan called it uh, a proposed uh, human rights action plan, uh, and and it's supposed to have it's supposed to come as a package of you know hundreds of reforms uh, in, in judicial reforms, economic reforms, uh, legal reforms uh, that are supposed to help improve Turkey's human rights record um, and in unleashing sort of this this new project he gave this hour-long speech uh, about the importance of fundamental rights and uh, uh, particularly freedom of expression and the right to a fair trial and all of these um, very important things but this has obviously failed to impress anyone who's been paying attention to the current human rights situation in Turkey, which I can really only describe uh, as a crisis, uh, given that it was coming from Erdogan. Part of the reason why uh, I think uh, people are not as optimistic about uh, what this action plan will actually look like um, is because all of these principles that, that Erdogan mentioned are already uh, part of Turkey's constitution. They're already principles that are enshrined in uh, international treaties that Turkey is part of, uh, particularly the, the European Convention of Human, on Human Rights. Um, but at the same time, Turkey is among the top violators uh, of those. And, and it's Erdogan's government itself is, is among the top violators uh, in the world of those rights and principles. So uh, I don't think anybody really expects this exact government uh, uh, to, to do anything really about it. For example, uh, Erdogan mentioned the importance of freedom of expression. I mean, this is something that is already protected by Turkey's constitution. Uh, Turkey has very problematic laws with regards to this, especially those regarding terrorism and libel and incitement. Uh, these are so broadly defined uh, that they can be easily abused. Um, and and it is it, it is. Erdogan's government itself that has been abusing them for a number of years now. Uh, similarly, the right to a fair trial is something that should be uh, already guaranteed um, and the conditions for it should be established according to the Tur Turkish, Turkey's own laws. Uh, but the reason why the trials take so long is because we're dealing, we're seeing in Turkey uh, mass numbers of bogus indictments that are so ridiculous and devoid of any real evidence and clearly politically motivated uh, that uh, of course, I assume they take a very long time for these prosecutors to actually uh, uh, to craft. Um, and, and because the, the ultimate end goal of a government like Erdogan's, which is to keep human rights defenders and, and critics and opponents in jail as much as possible, as long as possible, uh, th this is why we're seeing human rights abuses, not because there aren't enough laws in Turkey or that the constitution lacks this guarantee. 
Um, I guess with that, I'll turn it over to you and then ask you if it's, if it's such an empty speech for, for us all interested in human rights, um, why would Erdogan give this speech now? What do you think he's trying to achieve? So I, I think really briefly, I think he's trying to first give a fig leaf to to uh, Europe as it's, it's moving forward and discussing uh, uh, its relationship with Turkey at the end of the month, uh, giving a fig leaf for Turkey or for Europe if it, uh, the EU wants to, to continue to sort of turn a blind eye to Turkish human rights abuses. If, it, if Erdogan was serious, he would have, you know, let out a high profile uh, prisoner like Osman Kavala or Selatin Demirtas, but, mm. but he's not serious. And, and so I think he's offering them camouflage if they want. The second thing that I think he's doing is I think that he's putting another layer of barrier between himself and Turkish law by creating these new institutions that will be manned by sort of his own cadres, his own supporters, and who, uh, and, and, you know, presumably they will act as another buffer uh, for addressing Turkey's ongoing rights abuses. And, and the third thing that I think he's doing is he's laying the groundwork both rhetorically and institutionally for uh, constitutional reform with an eye towards the 2023 uh, general elections and, and you know, the, his, his uh, uh, hopes for, for uh, continued control. I mean, in the end, Erdogan doesn't care very much about human rights abuses, but he cares very much about keeping power. And I think in the end, as we're looking at this speech, uh, it looks like all of his other reform efforts, which are reform efforts aimed at maintaining AKP control over the country. 